Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Hey everyone, welcome again to That's How I Roll. I am your host, Jeremiah Isley. And it's a late night recording session, so I might be speaking in hushed tones for this episode uh, so as not to wake the house. (laughs) But uh, anyway, just wanted to get this episode in and give you the last call for your entries for the contest that I've been hosting this month for a free copy of Spoils of War. But I've got some exciting news to share with you about this contest, and that is... The wonderful people over at Broken Token Gaming have also sweetened the deal a bit. Not only will you get a copy of Spoils of War from Arcane Wonders, which is a great game, and I've talked about that. It's a wonderful Liar's Dice spinoff. But you'll also be getting a free custom insert from Broken Token. So uh, it's a win-win. You get a cool custom wooden insert to put into this game you get a great game and all you have to do to enter this contest it's very very easy just go over to twitter and tweet at theology of games use the hashtag the hashtag tog roll include your game of the year for 2017 and that's it you do that you're entered and i will be pulling a a name to be the winner for this contest uh, at right around midnight of January 30th. So it's coming up soon. And uh, then I will release an episode on the 31st to announce the winner. And that's that. I wanted to get that going and out of the way. And uh, we've got a couple of cool things coming up for this episode. I'm going to be doing a drive-by review of Red Scare from Pandasaurus Games. And I'll also be bringing two legit questions to you. So what do you say we get this thing up and running and on its way? Whoa! Hey, everyone, look! It's time for another drive-by review. Okay, so let's talk Red Scare. Let's talk Cold War, Soviets versus Patriots, and that is today's drive-by review. So Red Scare is a game of intrigue. It's social deduction. This game plays four to ten players, and honestly, the sweet spot's probably around seven or eight. The more the merrier, though. It's uh, I've played with four and it plays fine, but it definitely is better when there's more players because there's just more to figure out and more going on. Box says that it plays eh, 20 to 30 minutes, and that's about right, depending on, again, the number of players because that can kind of adjust the play time there. And it says ages 10 and up, which is, I guess, pretty fair. It's a social deduction game, so you want, you want people to be able to really kind of engage in, in what's going on and not just so much the mechanics of the game. So uh, this game is actually designed by Benjamin Canellos or Canellus. Uh, and he is the Ben or the Benjamin who often writes in during our uh, feedback loop segments and comments 
on things that are going on on this show. So, uh, Ben, thanks for, first of all, thanks for the copy of the game. Thanks for all your interaction and your support of the show. And I'm going to give you a quick rundown of how this game plays. And I think you guys are going to find that it's, I like to call this a very clever game. I think it's really clever and elegant designed and I've really enjoyed it uh, over the last few weeks. The game is basically plays like this. Everybody's going to get three cards. Now, some of the cards uh, you can read with the naked eye. You can see that there's a P or an S for a Patriot or a Soviet. Now, half of the cards that are in the game, you can't read with the naked eye. You need uh, these special red decoder glasses that come with the game. So half the players will have the glasses, half the players will not. Every player gets a hidden role. They'll either be on the Patriot team or the Soviet team. After that, uh, everybody gets dealt three of these cards that are all shuffled up, so you might be able to read some of your cards, you might not be able to read any of your cards. It just depends on what you get and what your status is in, in terms of wearing glasses or not wearing glasses. So on a player's turn, you can do uh, you have three available actions. You can do all of them. One is you can ask somebody, hey, can you read these cards? If you have cards that you can't read, uh, you hand them to somebody that would be able to read them and they can tell you whatever they want. They can say, yep, they can be honest and say, this one's this, this one's that, or they can lie depending on what team they're on and what they might think you would do because of what you, the information they give you. And then uh, your other option is that you can trade cards with somebody. Say, hey, oh, hey, you're looking for a Soviet cards. I'll trade you some Soviet cards. Or I think you're on my team. Let's, let's you know, get these cards matched up so you have a full set of cards. Oh, and because the last thing you can do is you can judge cards. And you can say, all right, we're going to take these three cards that I have and I'm going to exonerate them or I'm going to deport them. Now, if you're a Soviet, you want to exonerate Soviet cards. And if you're uh, a Patriot, you want to exonerate Patriot cards and then vice versa on who you would export or deport. And uh, that's, that's basically how the game works. That's your turn. That's what you do. Uh, the reasons that you do these things and, and why you say certain things all depends on your role and who you think is helping you and, and is on your side. When you judge the cards, you have to judge all three cards and then you put them on either side of the board in, in the exonerate or deport pile and then you draw up three more cards. The other thing you do is you put a, a token on the board showing that somebody has judged. Once a number of judge tokens has been put on the board that's equal to how many players are in the game, then you uh, that ends the game. So it's either that or you go through a certain amount of rounds and then you can trigger in the game and people can actually, you can trigger in game by correctly guessing who's on what team. After that, it's very simple. You, you determine which cards have been exonerated scoring points in the positive for the cards that are exonerated and then you score points in the negative for the cards who uh, that were deported and after that the team that has the most points wins and that's the game it's very simple uh, your turn is very easy to, to know what you can do uh, but again it's it's social deduction so 
it's not so much what you do, it's why you do, uh, which which is, brings me to uh, my thoughts and recommendations on this. It's it's fun. It's a really cool game. Uh, like I said it, when I kind of introed it, it's a clever game. It's it's really interesting. I like to say it's a it's a really good synergy of clever mechanics and unique components because you've got these decoder glasses, you've got cards that can only be read by certain people at certain times. Uh, so there's really clever mechanics, but it delivers a really fun experience because of that. And if you like social deduction, there's really not, no games that I'm aware of that use this sort of mechanic of hidden information that's right in front of your face. Like you can literally have cards that just don't work for you because of your wearing glasses or you're not wearing glasses. Um, so it, it, it sounds like it could be easily taken as a gimmick, but it's not because it, the gameplay is so good and tight and fun. Um, I will say there's a there's a variant way to play this, and that is to uh, instead of everybody taking a turn, gameplay happens simultaneously. So instead of okay, it's my turn, I get to do these three things, and then I get to decide what I'm going to do, and then I, it's the next player's turn. Instead of that, everybody's just all at once, hey, I need somebody, I, I don't know what these cards are, Come, can somebody read these for me? And hey, who wants to trade some Patriot cards for these? And so it's all these things happening at the table all at once, and it's really, it's fun. It's it's one of the few games that I would say the variant rules are just as good as the standard rules. The one thing I will say, though, is the advantage to taking your turn is everybody can really see who's doing what and who's saying what so your decision on your turn is much weightier like you have one shot to pick somebody to give you some information and hope that they're telling you the right thing and uh and then determine okay i'm gonna trade cards because i want to get a full set so that i'm not exonerating the wrong type of card or uh, I, I'm not deporting the wrong type of card. Um, so there's some definitely some more weight to your decisions when you play it in turn order. Uh, but it's also, if you play it where it's all simultaneous, uh, it's just a more, um, I don't want to say frantic, but it's definitely more crazy, everything going out there all at once. And you really have to be more observant to go, oh, why? Oh, I saw them change cards. And, uh, you, you know, like the the concept is is just more um, more dependent on the player to to really hone in and try to figure out who's who and who they can trust. I, like I said, I enjoyed both of the, the variants, both of the rule sets. It's a really fun game. I, I definitely recommend this. If you are a social... Uh, social deduction type of gamer you definitely have to have this one in your collection it's a solid game really a lot of fun so again that's red scare from pandasaurus games and that's this week's drive-by review do you have a question for jeremiah a topic you'd like to hear him tackle just shoot him an email at theologyofgames at gmail.com or tweet at Theology of Games.
Okay, so I've got a couple legit questions for you. And as you know, this is the podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. So um, these questions actually kind of come from the life I'm living right now because I'm working on a production of 1984, the George Orwell novel about a dystopian future, which it was written in 48. So in 84, you know, that is the future for them. And um, it's, it's a story about the government ruling over people and people uh, just uh, living under the thumb of Big Brother, always being seen, always being watched. And I'm sure many of you know what I'm talking about when I say 1984. So the gaming question comes in and uh, we've asked this question over on Board Games FM. If you haven't checked that out, download the Anchor app on your phone. Look for Board Games FM because that's powered by Theology of Games, which is myself, Scott Firestone. We've brought on AJ Skifstad onto Board Games FM, and we are cranking out content there daily. So lots of fun there. But I asked this question over there as well. What are your favorite dystopian games? So this isn't necessarily a mechanic question, but more of a theme question. Uh, one of my favorite games, uh, really my one of my favorite games of all time, not just in the, dy- the dystopian theme, is uh, The Resistance. The Resistance is a solid social deduction game. I, I really enjoy social deduction. I think it's fascinating. <laughs> I think you learn a lot about people by playing these types of games. And of course, The Resistance is really stood the test of time. It's a fantastic game, great design, and really, really enjoyable. So that is one of my, uh, if not, well, it is my favorite dystopian-themed game. Coup is a, a, a very close second, which takes, uh, the, the reprint is set in the Resistance universe, um, but it's another really fun, bluffing, deduction kind of hidden role game. Uh, but resistance is definitely top of my list on that. So let me know, you know, hit me up on, on Twitter or email theology of games at gmail.com. Love to hear your dystopian <laughs> themed games that you enjoy. Uh, it's, uh, it's kind of a, a cool setting for a game in my opinion, because we as players, you know, we have this, every board game is kind of dystopian. Like a worker placement game is me, the player bossing these people around and telling them to go do these things so that I can win the game. (laughs) So, uh, I was once told every worker placement game is a dystopian game. (laughs) And I, I kind of agree with that. Um, so my second question, which is the question about the lives we live is is still kind of on the same theme and I don't want to get into a political discussion on this but the the story of 1984 and spoiler alert if you haven't read it yet it's been out for like 70 years so sorry um (laughs) but uh the story you know this the I guess the hero of the piece uh is is finally broken down and brainwashed and becomes a member of the party and the very last thing that he was holding on to before he he finally loses his grip and and becomes sort of assimilated if you will to use borg speak um 
is is his love of of this woman that they were secretly in love and so that was like his last grip that, that last spark of humanity that held on that he held on to to the bitter end and the end did come and it was bitter so the question is you know what for you this is a really deep question but what for you is that last spark of humanity what is that last thing that you hold on to that keeps you going um obviously i i I hope and I pray that none of you have been in a brainwashing situation that uh, (laughs) you haven't had to endure torture and and so forth. But uh, if it came to that, if if somebody had a gun to your head and it was the last thing that you had to hold on to, uh, what, what is that for you? You know, what, what is that last thing in your soul that, that gives you joy? And obviously my family, um, my wife and kids are, are, are right there in that. And, you know, my faith, um, you know, as, as a believer, a lot of times people, people ask me that question, like, well, would you renounce your faith if somebody had a gun to your head or you were being forced to do something or whatever? And that's, I mean, that's, you know, unfortunately, that's, that's true to a lot of people of faith. There's a lot of martyrs out there that gave their life because they wouldn't renounce their faith. Um, so that is certainly something that that this question brings up in my mind. Um, but you know, along with that, my family, my kids, uh, those are things that are like my spark of humanity, my, what gets me up in the morning and, uh, makes me do the things that I do and, and informs the decisions that I, I make daily in and out minute to minute day by day. Uh, so those, those things I guess are, are in parallel for me, my, my faith, my love of Jesus and my family and my love of them. Um, that, that is what keeps me going and, uh, would be the things that I hold on to, to the bitter end. If, you know, I found myself being tortured (laughs) and brainwashed into believing things, that I didn't want to believe. So, hey, it's a happy episode of That's How I Roll. <laughs> All right, well, hey, I'm going to I'm going to wrap this one up. I don't have anything for the feedback loop today, but hopefully I've sparked some conversation uh, out there and we'll get some things going for next episode's feedback loop. Again, don't forget that you can still enter to win that copy of Spoils of War from Arcane Wonders, along with the sweet Broken Token insert. I've got a few games that I've used their inserts for, and they are sweet. They're super awesome. Uh, the, the people at Broken Token are very, very cool. I've met them several times at conventions. Uh, just great, great people. And they always help us out when we do contests and things like that. So super, super appreciate them chipping in on this contest. So don't forget that you can head over to Theology of Games on Twitter. Just tweet at Theology of Games. Use the hashtag TOGROLL and give me your top game for 2017. And that's it. You're entered in to win uh, this cool prize. 
Okay, well, that's all I've got. I want to thank again uh, Ben and Pandasaurus Games for hooking me up with a copy of Red Scare. Super fun game. Go go find it somewhere. It's in the wilds now. You can find it in, in retails, uh, your favorite local or your friendly local game store. And uh, if, like I said, if you're a social deduction player, it's definitely one you want to have. All right. I think that's all I've got for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in once again. I'll be back in just a few days to announce the winner of the contest and with more fun conversation, hopefully maybe not as grim (laughs) as this episode. Uh, Anyway, thanks for tuning in. I'm Jeremiah Isley and that's how I roll. rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe.